So where did the iconic Caesar name originate? According to the ancient historian Pliny the Elder, the name may have come from one of Julius's great ancestors, who happened to be born by the Caesarean procedure. Other interpretations of the name suggest that it roots from Latin words for bright gray eyes or a thick head of hair. Another interesting idea is that the name Caesar stems, or the Mor- stems from the Moorish word for elephant, hinting that one of Julius's ancient relatives may have once killed an elephant in battle. It is uncertain as to which of these is true, but perhaps Caesar favored the latter as he used the large animal in battle and even had his own coin printed with the image of elephants, regardless of where his name came from. He should have listened to the soothsayer as well as the Teaching ELA podcast. Greetings and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where this summer we combine my two favorite things, literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. All right, here I am. Hope you're enjoying your summer. I'm uh, recording this in the garage of my in-laws' house. Very glamorous life. Uh, podcasters uh, live uh, in the garage of my in-laws. It's uh, about a hundred degrees outside and not much cooler in here. Anyhow, this is the price I'm willing to pay to give you quality literary quotes. Act one, scene two of Julius Caesar. A soothsayer, a one who predicts the future, warns Caesar to beware the Ides of March. Caesar ignores the warning, the first of many. Cassius attempts to persuade Brutus to do something about Caesar's growing power. This is a scene two summary, by the way. Cassius realizes he must get Brutus to join his conspiracy against Caesar for it to be successful. Casca comes along and relates how Mark Antony offers the crown to Caesar, who turns it down thrice before succumbing to an epileptic seizure. Brutus agrees with Cassius's fear and says he will think about joining the conspirators. Cassius plots to send anonymous letters to Brutus in an effort to persuade him. All this is going on, Act 1, Scene 2. And this plan is fairly secret except for one soothsayer. Here's the quote, perhaps the most famous quote in all of English literature. I say that almost every podcast episode, by the way. This one, it is. Beware the eyes of March. Act 1, Scene 2, Line 18. These five words have become one of the most famous warnings in literature and history. This warning, along with a multitude of other signs, should have made Caesar aware of the impending assassination. Caesar's pride, however, tells him otherwise, and eventually does him in. So, uh, let's take this to the classroom. I know it's summer, you're not really in the classroom, but here we go. We have, uh, we have a question that you can answer with a chart, you know I love charts. Left column, this is called the... Uh, Idiot Caesar character analysis. Although I don't think he was an idiot, I just think he was prideful and didn't listen. Left column, right, the person who warned Caesar. Middle column, the warning. Right column, why Caesar refuses to listen. As we know, several individuals try to warn Caesar. And perhaps in your assignment, if you ever do this assignment, list three of them and explain Shakespeare's purpose in the warning. So we have the soothsayer warns Caesar to beware the eyes of March. Caesar calls him a fool. We have Calpurnia, who warns Caesar about a dream she had. Willing at first to heed the warning, Caesar scorns her for making him look like a coward. And then Artemidorus somehow finds out about the conspiracy. He writes Caesar a letter which Caesar refuses to read before he gets to the capital. Shakespeare shows the reader through these warnings that Caesar thinks highly of himself and has already turned his back on those who brought him success, just as Brutus predicts in his uh, latter speech. Caesar's physical deafness, his inability to hear, correlates with Caesar's inability to listen. I think there's a life lesson in this, don't you? 
Caesar has ample information to ascertain there is a viable threat against his life, so why does he not heed these warnings? It's because of pride. He thinks he's untouchable. He thinks that his decrees carry the force of God. So how are we like Caesar? Do we listen to those who are beneath us? Or do we think we're too good to listen to the advice of our students, our colleagues, and others? If so, we may be setting ourselves up for a huge downfall. Now, hopefully nobody's going to stab you. But we may be setting ourselves up for a metaphorical stab in the back. Now, I've got a warning for you. Very similar to the soothsayers, and that's beware of not having good lesson plans, because your class might be a disaster. That's why I put two resources for you in the show notes. First is, if you're looking to make your summer a little more productive, or perhaps you want to free up some time and not take the metaphorical knife to the back already discussed in the fall, I've got great news. I've created a course specifically designed for ELA teachers on how to create a semester's worth of lesson plans in just a few days. So imagine having all your lesson plans done for the entire first semester. Wouldn't that be awesome? And the second is I've put together a collection of Julius Caesar lesson plans over at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. Of course, you can find more than just Julius Caesar lesson plans there. we got all sorts of them. All right, takeaways. Julius Caesar shows why humility might be the best way to avoid a gigantic fall. Number two, beware the eyes of March is probably the most famous warning in literature. And number three, what warnings are you ignoring in your classroom or personal life? Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 